book of Philippians this morning will be in Philippians chapter number 4. Philippians chapter number 4. And while you're finding uh, your place in the book of Philippians, I'll remind you once again about the service tonight at 6 o'clock. And uh, Lord willing, and I'm planning on preaching from the same uh, chapter again this evening. Uh, we'll see what the Lord has for us this morning in Philippians chapter number 4. Um, as always, I want you to give me uh, your attention this morning. I'm going to preach on a subject uh, that every Christian needs to hear and that every Christian needs to pay, pay, pay close attention to. As a matter of fact, everybody in this world needs to hear um, what I am saying this morning. If we would grasp what the Bible is saying, uh, there's a lot of uh, psychologists who would need to get another job. There's a lot of uh, things in this world we look to that uh, we wouldn't look to anymore to get the help in our life that we need. Aren't you thankful that Jesus really is the answer to everything? Aren't you thankful that he's given us a book that'll help us in our life? And, uh, you know, how many of you believe that, that, that God created you? Okay, if you don't believe that, let me give you some, you know, I know if you don't believe that, let me tell you, in spite of what the public schools tell you, God created you. Uh, you didn't just, boom, all of a sudden you're here. Uh, God created life. And because God created us, he has given us a manual of how to live that life so that we have the most joy, have the most happiness, so how we please our creator. But what I'm going to talk about this morning is he gives us this book so that we might have peace in our life. There's a lot of people looking for peace, and they'll never find it because they're looking everywhere but the place where you find peace in your life. Look at Philippians chapter number 4, beginning with verse number 4, if you would. The Bible says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, Rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Pay close attention to verse 7. In the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Have you ever said or thought or heard somebody say, I wish I could just keep these things in my mind the way they should be? I wish I could just have some peace in my heart, some peace in my life. Well, verse number 7 tells us, And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This morning I want to preach on how to have peace in your life. How to have peace in your life. No matter what you're going through today, you can have peace. No matter what you're battling today, you can have peace. No matter how lost you seem with decisions in life that you need to make, you can have peace. The answer is in the scripture this morning. Let's ask the Lord to help us today. Father, I pray that you would once again uh, meet with us, give us the direction we need from your word. Uh, may we have a sense of understanding this morning of how much uh, you love us, how much you want to help us, uh, the fact that peace can be obtained in our life. But there is a recipe, there is a way to have it, and the only way to have it is by following your recipe, your directions. Uh, Father, may we yield to you this morning. May the Spirit of God uh, be our instructor, to be our teacher, to be our helper. And Father, there's one unsaved 
this morning. Perhaps they're depending on their own works or depending on religion this morning to get the forgiveness they seek and to get a home in heaven. May they realize that it is but through Christ that we have salvation. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Three of the greatest words that you'll ever hear or you'll ever read or you'll ever say is the peace of God. There's just something when you hear peace of God that brings some comfort. What is the peace of God? I'll give you a simple definition and then we'll uh, look at some things this morning. It is complete confidence. How can you have peace except that you have complete confidence? You have complete confidence in your God. You have no worries about results. You know, we as people, we don't worry, do we? You laugh at that because we do worry. Uh, But having peace of God means we push those worries about the results or how it's going to work out aside. The comfort that comes with that confidence you hear, and I've grown up in church, and I've heard many, many times a preacher preach or a Sunday school teacher teach or somebody say, you know, you need the peace of God. You can have the peace of God. Okay, we can have it. I, I believe that. Uh, I don't believe you would tell me that unless you have it. Okay, uh, te- please tell me a little bit more about this peace of God. How, how do you have it? How can you explain it? Well, the only way that I can explain it this morning is what verse number 7 tells us. It's a peace of God. We must first realize it comes from God. God is the one who gives us this peace. Now, let me just remind all of, all of us of something very practical. This is going to make great sense to us as soon as I say it. You can't get from somewhere else what can only come from God. Many in this world want peace are looking for peace, but they're looking for peace from this world, and it can only come from God. We must be reminded that the peace that we want in our life, that we seek in our life, that these circumstances bring about, it can only come from God. We speak of peace in our life, that means there's no inner anguish or argument. Do you ever feel like there's just a war going on inside you? We say it like this, I'm just worked up. When we're worked up, we don't have that peace, do we? Well, no. Can you put a price tag on the peace of God? I mean, if Walmart had the peace of God stocked on aisle 13, how fast do you think it would sell out? If you could market the peace of God, people would buy it, they'd sell what they have so they could get it. Why? Because peace is that valuable. But you can't, there's no price tag on it. You say, well, well, Pastor, tell me, how does it work? T- t- tell me a little bit more about this peace that I, I know we want peace in my life, and I know that I, I believe the Bible when it says I can have peace in my life. Well, just describe it. Well, the best way that I can describe it is you just can't understand it. Okay, well, that doesn't help me know about it. Well, the Bible says it passes all understanding. I can testify this morning, like many of you can, there have been times in my life when I needed the peace, and there's no explanation of why I have it, but God gave it to me, and all I can say is I don't understand it, I don't know how it came about, but I'm certainly enjoying the peace that God has given me. Let me clarify that a little bit more. It does, does this mean, is what God is saying in this passage, does it mean that when God gives us peace, 
He takes care of all the circumstances in our life so that we can have peace. No, that's not what God is saying. Does it mean that it makes the circumstances better or perfect? No. Let me remind you, the, the Apostle Paul, who's writing this letter to the church at Philippi, is writing it from prison. He's writing from prison talking about the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Let me help you, Christian, real quick before we get to the outline. You don't find the peace of God when you can make all the circumstances in your life exactly like you want them. That's not possible to do anyway. Sometimes life brings circumstances take place in our life we have no control over. Your circumstances are not, well, if I could just change this in my life, but what if you can't? Does that mean God doesn't want you to have peace because there's certain circumstances you can't change? That's not my God. My God wants his children to have peace. My God wants the heart to be comforted. My God wants the direction. My God wants the faith to grow. We can have that peace, and this peace is not just available to a certain group of people. It is available to all God's children, and your circumstances do not determine whether or not you can have peace. Oftentimes, in the life of a Christian, the more difficult the circumstances, the more peace that can be obtained the more evident the peace of God is in our life. I heard a lot of preaching when I was growing up. Well, you, you, as a young person, you need to find the will of God, and, and you'll know what it is. You'll just have peace about it. You know how confusing that was to me? Well, how will, how will I know? You'll just know. Okay. See, what do you do with that now? Now, when I give counsel, I say the same thing. When you have peace, you'll know. But well, how do you know? You'll just know. Well, can you explain that a little better? It comes from God. It passes all of our understanding. How often we look at other Christians and we say, I know a little bit about what they're going through. How can they have so much peace in their life? They must be a much better Christian than me. No, that peace comes from God. And if we will follow God's pattern, we can have peace. It has nothing to do with our external circumstances. If I can get rid of this, and if I can change this, and I can just get through this, then maybe I can have peace. No, there are burdens that we will always carry until the Lord calls us home. There are circumstances that we will not be able to control until God calls us home. But God does not want us living our life on this planet without having the peace of God in our life. Paul is writing from prison. He has been beaten. He has been, been in prison. Why? Just from preaching the gospel? You're not the first person that life has not been fair to. You're not the first person who's been confused about the next step in your life, but you can have peace no matter what you're going through. Let me give you the pattern from Scripture this morning. If you follow along, I believe this will be a help to you. We notice in verse number 4, let me say, first of all, if we're going to have this peace of God, the peace that comes from God. You know, this world only offers a temporary relief. It does not offer peace. Well, if I go give myself to this and I can have peace for just for a few moments. No, that's not peace because peace only comes from God. You might have a relief, but it's not peace because it only comes from God. We can have the peace of God, number one, when we enjoy the goodness of God. Look at verse number four. Rejoice in the Lord sometimes. Oh, no, that's not what the Bible says, is it? Always, and again, I say rejoice. 
We read that verse and we say, well, what am I going to rejoice about? Hasn't God been good to you? Okay, let me ask that question again and wake some of you up. Hasn't God been good to you? God's been very, very good to you and I. And oh, maybe there's somebody that says, well, you don't know what I'm going through, and I may not know what you're going through, but let me tell you, God loves you enough to send his son, lived a perfect life, to lay down his life to pay for your sins. Think about that. Jesus, who never sinned, paid for your sins, paid for my sins. God's been good to you. Along the way, he sent somebody to cross your path to tell you what Jesus did for you so that you would know. And all you had to do was put your faith and trust in Christ, and God would forgive you of all of your sins, give you a home in heaven. That's pretty good. And while we live in a nation that's got a lot of problems, it's still the greatest nation on this planet. God's been good to you and I. God's been good to us. And we could go on and on this morning about the goodness of God. And I believe that what Paul is saying in verse number four, rejoice in the Lord always. That, that word rejoice is to experience joy or gladness to a high degree. When's the last time, friend? I know we complain to God, and we're going to talk about taking our needs to God in just a moment. But there ought to be times we spend with God and we just enjoy His goodness. We rejoice in what he's done for me. Have you considered the blessings of God in your life? Have you considered what God has done for you and how God has provided for you? You ought to be happy about that. No wonder this world looks at Christians sometimes and say, why in the world would I want that? We have salvation. We have a relationship with God through Christ, he's our personal Savior. And we walk through this world like, well, ain't nothing good ever happened to me. I mean, I'm saved and all, and I don't have to go to hell, but, you know, nothing good has ever happened to me. Why don't you just enjoy the goodness of God? I've made up my mind that no matter what problems I have, no matter what circumstances come in my life, I'm just going to enjoy God. Amen. I'm going to enjoy his blessings. And by the way, don't be upset when God, when God's blessings. Enjoy them. God's been, God answered a prayer to me and I feel so bad about it. No, you got to rejoice in the answered prayer. You got to rejoice in the blessings He's given you. Hey, you got to enjoy the blessings of God. Hey, we experience joy from the Lord. Enjoy God and His goodness brings you to a high degree of gladness. Can I just say this this morning? And you can apply it as is necessary. There's too many discouraged Christians in this world. Say, Pastor, how many is too many? One. There's too many discouraged Christians in this world. Well, Pastor, if you knew what I've gone through, we can compare war stories later, but what you've gone through, what I've gone through, has nothing to do with how good God's been to us. And if we're all going to wait for our circumstances to be perfect before we rejoice and enjoy the blessings of God, we're not going to enjoy the blessings of God on this side of eternity. I'm going to, I'll sum it up this way. We'll move to the next point. I'm saved, I'm forgiven, and I'm happy about it. I woke up this morning. You know what? When I woke up, I watched the sun come up this morning. It still came up. It, you know, the, the day is going to go on. The birds were singing this morning. I mean, God is still good. 
And if we want to have peace, we focus on how good God has been to us. Too many times we look and we say, but this hasn't been fair, and, and, and I don't know why I'm going through this. And nobody likes to go through those kind of things. But what we ought to do is be reminded that God has still given me life, and God has given me his grace, and God has given me his mercy. And while there's some things I would change, I'm just going to enjoy how good God has been to me. When you start thinking about the goodness of God, there's some peace that will come. Because that peace that comes from him, that peace of knowing that God has got everything under control, I have complete comfort and confidence. It comes down to this, friend, do you believe God? I mean, we'll believe some random Facebook post, but do you believe what God has said? I think we could put some authority in what God has said. Enjoy the goodness of God. I've made up my mind I'd like for you all to join me the rest of our days. We just enjoy God's goodness. We rejoice in God's goodness. Number two, this will be, this will be life-changing if you'll allow it to be. If we're going to have the peace of God, number two, we must stand with God. Look at verse number five. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Now, Paul is writing, and he's reminding them the Lord is at hand, that Christ's return is imminent. It could come at any time. And friend, you and I still live, we live in a day when Christ's return is imminent. And he's speaking to this to remind them that the Lord could be here at any time. But what is he saying when he says, let your moderation be known? And how does that tie in to what I said? If we're going to have peace with God, we must stand with God. What that means, let your moderation be known. Let me put it in simple terms. It's where do you draw the lines in your life? It is speaking to that the fact that we all have fleshly appetites. Everybody, standard is a word that some Christians don't like, but everybody's got a standard. It's just a matter of where we set it. You go to places of business. They have a standard. Everybody has. So what lines are we drawing in our life? See, Pastor, I'm not sure what that has to do with the peace of God. Let me explain it to you. Where do you draw the lines? Where's that control in your appetites and your passions of what you're going to do? See, there's no peace in your life, in the life of the one, who moves those lines in his life based on the crowd he's with. You know why a lot of Christians have that inner turmoil and they don't have that peace? Because they're constantly evaluating the crowd they're in so they know where that line is. Friend, there's a lot of peace that comes from just getting in this Bible and saying, you know, I'm going to draw some lines in my life and I'm not crossing them. There are some places as a child of God I'm not going. And I don't care who knows about it. There's some things in my life I'm not doing. And I'm drawing this line, and when people look at my life, I don't have to rent a billboard to tell people, but my life ought to be consistent enough that this world can see he's got some lines in his life. There's some things he's not going to do. Why? Because the Lord is at hand. Well, when the Lord comes back, there's going to be a lot of embarrassed Christians Let your moderation be known. By the way, don't apologize for taking a Bible position. Don't apologize for saying, here's some lines that I'm drawing in my life 
because I want peace in my life. I don't want to have to determine, am I, okay, what do I believe today? What do I believe tomorrow? Uh, well, this is, this is a crowd, and so therefore I'll do this, but I'm not going to do, well, that's a miserable thing. Well, what's my, you know, it's like, a, it's like a politician. Okay, what am I supposed to be, where am I supposed to stand today? A Christian shouldn't live that way. If you want peace in your life, you need to draw some lines and let your moderation be known. Say, where should I draw those lines? Why don't we decide that we're going to stand with God? There's a a lot of peace in my life because a long time ago I decided what I would and would not do, where I would and would not go, what I would and would not say, what I would and would not participate in, some things I didn't want in my life, some things I didn't want in my home. I decided that a long time ago. And you say, are you going to read, in 2022, are you going to revisit them? No. So what if somebody else doesn't draw their lines in the same place as you? That's between them and God. I know what's going to bring peace in my life. When you get some things like this settled, this is the way that I'm going to conduct myself. This is a way that I'm going to live. I give, I give part of my premarital counseling with couples that are going to get married. I say, let me tell you when the best time to decide how you're going to discipline your children, how you're going to rear your children is before they are ever born. Because if you don't decide that, the mood swings, the tears, you being tired... You been if you'll just shut up, I'll give you what you want. I mean, all those things come. I would never rear my child. Oh yeah, you haven't had a child yet. Uh, you better decide that before you need to decide that. Same thing is true in our life. Every one of our young people and, and young adults, you ought to listen to what the Bible says and say, "Let me get some things settled right now." And when things in this world, the person say, "No, this is my line. I'm not gonna. I don't want to do that. I, I, I'm going to live this way." And can I just challenge us this morning and bring up something to remind us? Why is it so wrong to live by a higher standard? I mean, anybody ever, everybody, anybody been to a restaurant lately? I don't know how you choose where you go and eat. I usually decide by whether or not they serve tacos, but that's just me. But they say, I'm going to choose the place where I dine by the lowest standard. The health standards are here, and they have just decided they're just going to meet that. How's that sound? You know, I I won't, if if I have to be admitted to a hospital or have surgery, well, how's the surgeon? Well, he, he just meets the standard. Yeah, I need another reference. But why is it when it comes to living as a Christian, what's the minimum standard that I can live by and still please the people around me? But friend, we would say we're supposed to live our life to honor and please God. So you know what we need to do? We need to draw the lines in our life. I can't draw them for you. As your pastor, I can preach what this Bible says, but ultimately you're going to have to decide where those lines need to be in your life. So well, why, why do I need to do that? Well, we want to honor God, but you can have peace that comes from that. There are a lot of Christians today that have turmoil. Well, I feel when I'm at church that I should be doing when I'm, when I'm out doing this. Why don't you decide where you're going to draw those lines and just live there? And let your moderation be known and have peace about who you are in Christ, the way you're going to live. I've decided some things in my life, and you know what? 
I don't have to stay up at late at night and say, I wonder what anybody thinks about these. Why? Because it's between me and God. This is the way I've decided to live. Well, you know, according to the Bible, you don't have to do exactly, well, this is the way I want to live because it's what's going to bring peace to me. So stand with God. Draw your lines. Live there, and you'll, he'll give you peace. And number three, look at me at verse number six. Be careful for nothing. Now, let me clarify what that means and what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean, well, I don't have to pay attention to anything. I don't have to give any attention to anything. But let me say number three, have confidence in God. You want peace in your life? Have confidence with God. What the Bible is speaking of here, what Paul is writing, be careful for nothing, says you don't need to be anxious or worked up about anything. Don't raise your hand this morning. Do you have anxiety? At some point, everybody has it. Everybody may have it this morning. If if fire alarm went off, we'd all have it. Um, anxiety comes when it's that worry over uncertainty. You're not anxious over that which you know. You're anxious over that which you're you don't know. It's uncertain. How is this going to play out? What is going to take place? If you lose your job, there's some anxiety that comes in because naturally, how am I going to provide for my family? How am I going to provide for myself? How am I going to pay my bills? God never tells us that there's not going to be things for us to be concerned about. But if you want the peace of God, when those things that we would naturally be concerned about come into our life, we have to put the complete confidence in God that while we may not know how it's going to work out, He does. While we do not see any way for us to provide for ourselves, He can. And what God is saying is, don't be, ang- be careful for nothing. Don't be anxious about anything. Now, let me remind you, God never tells us that we will... Never, there will never be reasons for anxieties or worries. We all have them. He tells us to have confidence in his ability to meet your needs. There are things that have come in your life and my life or will come in your life that will shake us to the core, that will take away our stability, will take away our security, and that's what anxiety comes from. It comes from a lack of security and stability. We don't want like our world to be rocked. We don't like any changes because that's what we're secure in. We're stable in. As Americans, we've had a lot of anxiety over the last few years because of instability and security. No matter where you fall in whatever political spectrum, there's a lot of anxiety. But as a Christian, are we supposed to be anxious about the world we live in? No, we're supposed to, we we know God's got it all under control. This is not something that's just going to naturally happen. It's something that we have to determine to remind ourselves. If you have to remind yourself on the hour, every hour during the day that God's in control, do that. Do that. You know, it's, you look at modern technology and we have apps that remind us when to take our pills. We have apps that remind us everything. Maybe we need an app to remind us, oh yeah, God's still in control. Oh, yeah, y'all know what apps are. Some of you look at me like you have no idea what I'm talking about. 
Uh, we, we, we need to be reminded that God does have it all under control. And that anxiety comes from a lack of security, a lack of stability. Circumstances affect our security and our stability. I remember when our daughter Amanda was sick and ultimately the Lord took her home. I remember when, well, that, that just, well, what do we do? How do we deal with this? Never been down this road before. Nobody would have any, nothing but sympathy for somebody who would be in that situation of not understanding and it's shaking you. Ultimately, what do you have to do? You have to pray and say, Lord, okay, I believe you got this under control. This is what I'd like. This is what, this, I'm putting this in your control. And understanding no matter what he does, God's got it in complete control. This morning, you can have confidence in God. Let me say that again. You, no matter who you are, what your burden is, what your circumstances are, what has taken place in your life, no matter what you, what you don't have or what you do have, no matter the obstacle you face, you can trust God with your circumstances. I know they shake our stability, they challenge our security, but God says, be anxious for nothing, be careful for nothing. What is he saying? He's not saying, I'm going to make your world perfect. He's not saying, I'm going to change all the circumstances back. What he's saying, when that security is threatened, you can trust me. When that stability is, is shaken, trust God. Because God has never been challenged into security. He's never been challenged in stability. You can trust God. And when you just say, I don't like these circumstances, these circumstances have, have challenged my security, my stability, it's natural for me to be anxious, but I'm going to trust God. You know what will come in your life? Peace. Let me tell you why some Christians don't have the peace that I'm speaking of, because you're still trying to figure it out. And there's something you must and there's some things that God does in our life that we are not capable of understanding because His ways are so far above our ways and His thoughts are so far above our thoughts, we, can't, we couldn't even comprehend it. So what do we have to do? I can either stay worked up or I can say, these are circumstances I can't control. I don't have the ability to even navigate, but I'm going to trust God. When you stop worrying about how you have to change it and just say God has got it under control, there's a peace that's going to come. But until you and I stop trying to figure it out or change it ourselves, there's some things you can, you can think about it and you can, and I'm not against this, trying to figure out how I can make it better and I can change it. But eventually, sometimes we have to come to the conclusion, I can't do a thing about it. I can't change it. I can't roll back time. I don't have the ability. So you know what I'm forced to do? Just trust God. And when you put your faith and trust in God to take care of those circumstances, there's a peace that comes from that. There's a peace that fills your heart, fills your life. It was a great day in my life when there were certain, as a pastor, you know, it was like, Man, I got I to gotta, I gotta help all these people. I mean, look around. Look how challenging that is. And, I, and I, I've, got to, I've got to meet their spiritual needs, and I've got to do all this. It was a great day in my life when I just came to the aha moment. That ain't my job. It's just to preach the word of God, to pray for God to do, and God does the work. Amen. The same is true in your life and in my life. 
God, I have to depend on God. And when I can get to a place and say, God, I would change these circumstances. I don't understand these circumstances. I'm very insecure right now. I don't have a lot of stability right now, except for the fact that I know you are still on your throne. You are still in complete control. And what is big to me, you can handle. You know what will come in your life when you put it all on God? Peace. Because no matter how much we try and put on that we got it all together, we don't. The most confident person in here is either the most naive person. Or they're the best ones that just say, well, I'm just going to fake it till I make it. Well, how about we do this? How about we just put our faith in God and be anxious for nothing? God didn't, God's not telling us, hear me clearly, there's not going to come things in our life that are going to make us anxious what he's saying is if you want peace with those things, you've got to just trust me with them. A lot of times, ladies, can I say it? A lot of times ladies have a harder problem with this because ladies are naturally fixers. You want to fix things. Something's going on in the life of your child, I want to fix that. You know, if, if something's going on, you know, you've been trying to fix your husband for 30 years, and if it hadn't happened yet, it ain't happening. It's what God puts in a lady to fix. I mean, it, it's a good thing that as children, I know growing up, it's a good thing I, I had a mother, and she was there that was taking care of me as opposed to just my father. She, she brought a lot more comfort. But, but there's things in, inside of a, a woman. So you have to be careful with this. And there's going to come as your children grow up and become adults. There's things you can't fix. Even when you're rearing them, there's things you can't fix. It's natural. And men, we have to do is fulfill our responsibility as husbands and fathers to give that stability because we have stability in God. But it's a natural thing to think about what's going to happen 17 years from now when I'm just trying to get through the next 17 minutes. But we have a tendency to do that. But I want to remind all of us this morning, you can depend on God. If you want peace, you've got to have confidence in God. Then number four and finally, that same verse, verse six, be careful for nothing but in everything. And how many things? In everything. Your big thing today that nobody understands in everything. Your need that's personal to you, that nobody else is concerned about because it's not their need in everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, now here it is, let your requests be made known unto God. Number four, if you want to have peace in your life, take your needs to God. When you've got a need, the first place you've got to take it is God. Where should I take it next? You can take it back to God. What about... After that second time, take it to him again. Why is it that we have a tendency to talk to everybody else about our need except for the one who ultimately can help us with our need? Now, understand, there, there, God puts people in our life. It gives us comfort to express some things to them. It brings us comfort to know that they care. And, and, and sometimes we can get counsel and help. 
But if you're talking to your pastor and you're not talking to God, you're talking to somebody who can't do what God can do. We ought to be, we got to take our request to God. Take your need to God. Express your needs. Tell him, does he already know? Yes, he already knows, but he wants to hear from you. What you need. See, why don't we do that? Because we're still too busy trying to meet our own needs. We're too busy trying to change our own circumstances. When God ultimately tells us, if you'll depend on me, it'll be my responsibility to meet your need. And quite frankly, friend, if you're not there today, you will be. There's some things in our life we'll face that we are incapable Listen to me, incapable of meeting our need. We're incapable of any man solving that problem for us. So how in the world, if we are facing circumstances like that, Pastor, how can we possibly have peace? You go to God and give Him your need. And when you spend time with God, you're reminded of His capability of meeting your need, His desire to meet your need. And you're reminded of the times that He has met your need in the past and His love for you. And man, when you get along with God, say, God, I got to have this or I got to need this. And there's times in your life when you can't even have the words come out of your mouth. It's just, you were just pouring your heart out to God and, and you shed those tears and you have that time and you're like, I'm worked up about this and I'm worried about this and I don't know how I'm going to solve this. We have the Spirit of God who lives within us, who goes on our behalf and intercedes at the, at, at the throne of God and tells God, say, this is what they need and this is how they need help. And we make those needs known to God and God's the one that can take care of it. Amen. I don't know about you, but anytime I've gone to God, I said, God, I got to have your help. I've never got off my knees. I've never left my prayer closet and had less confidence than when I went in. felt worse about the situation. Without exception, I've always felt better about it. What word of knowledge did you get when you were in there? I got none. But I just knew that I was talking to the person who had it all under control. A lot of Christians don't have peace in their life because they're not praying. Because they're not talking to God. You ever said a statement like this or thought it, if I could just talk to so-and-so, I would feel better. There are people in our life that God has allowed to be in our life that do make us feel better about certain things. But there's nobody that can make us, give us the peace that God can give us. Are you talking to God about your need? Do you have a need today? In just a moment, we're going to conclude the service and have our invitation. There's going to be an opportunity of prayer. You know, you can talk to God. When we leave the service today, you'll have time to talk to him about your need. Why don't you take the challenge this morning, and if you're willing to say, God, this is what I need, I don't know how to do it, I'm bringing all this to you, see if you don't have peace. Say, well, I had peace for a little while, and then it went away. You know what you need to do? You need to go talk to him again. You know, there's a lot of things God never runs out of. One of them is peace. Peace of God.
Let me conclude with this. We've, we've looked at the scripture and seen how we can have peace in our life. But there's something, I want you to just look at our text verse again, verse number seven. We've already seen that we need to enjoy the blessings of God. We need to, we need to, we need to stand with God. There's peace of knowing where you stand and what you're going to do and not going to do in certain situations. And what we want to, we, we don't want to be anxious. We want to trust God. We want to uh, take our request to Him. But notice verse number seven. If we're going to have the peace of God, in the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. Pastor, you'd say if I do these things, I'm going to have peace. I don't, that doesn't make sense to me. It passes all understanding. How can somebody have peace? And we'll describe some situations. And with all this going on, how can we have peace? It passes all understanding. Why? Because it's of God. Notice this, shall keep your hearts and minds. Boy, there are times I've had, said, had to say to myself, I've got to get out of my head. Because we sit and we think about all the things that haven't happened yet. I give this counsel all the time. As soon as I say it, some, some of you already know what I'm going to say because you're going to start nodding your head. I, just, I say the same thing, get out of your head. Now, for some, that's just a lonely place for you to be. That's why I want you to get out of there. But Because it's our minds. But God, the peace of God can keep our minds, our hearts. But here's the key. Look at the end of verse number 7. It's not about willpower. It's through Christ Jesus. You can read a thousand self-help books and it won't take care of the anxiety you can have because of certain circumstances in your life. Because there's some things that only God can give you peace about. In peace itself only comes from God. This world is not peace. This world does not know peace. The only peace that exists is peace from God. So if you want to have peace in your life, it must come. Do you believe the Bible this morning? It must come through the Lord Jesus Christ. It must come through your faith. If you're saved this morning, it's because you, have, you put faith in what Christ did on Calvary. Faith in a church won't save you. Faith in a man won't save you. Faith in yourself won't save you. You just need to believe in yourself more. That, you won't find that in the Bible. There's a lot of people in this world that don't have peace because they've listened to some self-help guru say you just need to believe in yourself more. And that is contrary to what God who created us has told us. We need to believe in ourselves less and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Believe in Him. Believe in what He's done. His faith. My faith is not in myself. And I'm not saying you should just sit in a corner and, and, just, and, just, and, just, and just determine to die in a corner. That's not what I'm saying at all. You do have to, when you fall, get up. But it's not through my strength. It's through His strength. Amen. Peace comes through Jesus Christ through faith. Who are you believing in? Are you believing in yourself? There's no peace in that. This world is no peace in that. Comes, our salvation is through Jesus Christ. Friend, if you're going to have peace, you must know Christ. I don't know how many days I have left in this life God's given me. But I know this. I have peace about what takes place after my last day. 
because I know Christ. I put my faith in what he did on Calvary. I, I, I don't go to bed at night afraid of what might happen if I die. No fear of my eternity. So, oh, you must be a confident man. Not confident in myself. I'm confident in the Lord Jesus Christ. Boy, if you don't have that confidence this morning, you might need to reevaluate what your faith is in. It's Jesus who conquered death. Jesus who conquered hell. But as a child of God, I must also understand that there are circumstances that are going to take place in my life, just like there are circumstances that are going to take place in your life that you never dreamed would happen. You know, we all have this idealistic version of what's going to take place in our life, and then we actually live it. And it's like, well, I couldn't have been, well, I was very wrong on that. Because we just, we don't have no understanding of what God allows to come our way. But you know, in spite of all of that, you can have the peace that I'm speaking of. How does it come? It comes through the Lord Jesus. It comes through fellowship. Faith is in our salvation, but fellowship is in our walk and our life. Do you know the Lord today? Have you, are you fellowshipping with Him? It's very simple. The closer I am to Christ, the bigger He is. And the smaller my problems are. But the further I allow myself to drift away and my focus is all on the problems, the bigger my problems are. And the smaller he appears to be. Friend, I'll say this to you. You're not the first one to face what you're facing today. You won't be the last. How do I have peace in my life? We all know a Christian that no matter what seems to take place, it's not like it's not that they don't have a hard time, it's not that they don't shed tears, it's not but but they just seem to be at such peace. Well, what are you putting confidence in? God tells us you can have peace. Well, I just don't understand it. Can I can I confess something to you? I don't fully understand it either. I can't explain it to you in technical terms. All I can say is it's of God. And it passes all understanding. You mean to tell me that God can meet all of my needs and I can have peace in my life about it? Absolutely. But you've got to look to him. You've got to depend on him. You've got to stand where he stands. And you've got to be willing to say when you're anxious and you lose that stability, I'd say, I'm just going to, I'm just going to trust God because I believe he cares for me. I believe he wants what's best for me. Then you've got to take your request to him and you've got to talk to him. Boy, when you do all these things, you can have peace in your life. So as we take this passage of Scripture and we apply it, then we can make this statement. Every Christian ought to have peace in their life. So before I conclude and we go to our time of invitation, let me put the pressure on all of us this morning, if I could, right now. Is there something in your life you're anxious about? Not, let me say this to you, not being able to handle the circumstances that life has dealt you does not make you, it's not a sin, it's a weakness that we all have. What are you anxious about? 
That's what you need to trust God with. What you're anxious about, you can have peace about it. Well, I don't know my direction, my future, my, 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 you know, something that, that I'm, I'm having to face in the near future. I, I don't know what, I, I'm anxious about that. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you believe God's got it under control? Then trust God. We have an opportunity to say, well, I am anxious about something. In just a moment, we're going to stand to our feet. And unless this is your first time here, you know how this is going to work. The piano is going to play. And there's an opportunity for people to do business with God in, in whatever respect that he's speaking to you in. Because of the message that was preached this morning, if you can think of something that you're anxious about, you know what you ought to do? You ought to talk to him about it. Talk to him about it. Trust him with it. Before God allowed these circumstances to come into your life, before he allowed that burden to be placed on your shoulders, he had his reasoning. He knew why he was allowing that. But he's also able to give you the peace. Have you ever faced things in your life which you think, I, just, I don't know that I'm going to survive this. I don't know how I'm going to. I have. But I can stand here today as a testimony not to my own Christianity, not a testimony to my own self-confidence, but a testimony to God that I have peace in my life. Amen. It has nothing to do with me other than I followed the recipe that God has put in his scripture of how you can have peace. I know this about life. There's something coming that I don't know that's going to affect my stability, affect my security. So what are you going to do about that, Pastor? Well, I think I'm just going to enjoy the goodness of God. Amen. I think I'm just going to trust God. I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to talk to him about it. Well, are you going to change where you stand? Are you going to change the way you live life? No. Because there's peace that comes from that. There's things I would change in this world in my life, but I can't. But here's what I can control. I can do what is necessary for God to give me peace that only he can give me. And friend, I don't know what you're going through this morning. I don't know what valley you're in, but you can rejoice you can't have a smile on your face. You can go through life with peace. I don't know what burden you're carrying this morning. I don't know what you're looking at way off in the horizon and you have doubts and fears. And, and I'm, not, I'm not here to tell you that you're, you're wrong or you're weak for feeling that way. We all feel that way. But friend, you can still have peace about the future. You can have peace about what you're going through. How can I have that? Because only God can give that kind of peace. It passes all understanding. You want peace in your life? Well, this morning we've seen how we can have it. Father, help us today as we consider these truths.